audio. Hello, everybody. I'm going to let you say that this time. I'm going to let I you just be the one. That, I know, but I'm going to let I'm going to let you. I'm not. I'm not going to jump in and do it because you've had. A, well, it you've didn't a, look like you were ever going to say it with that silly <laughs> look on your face. You've had a day today. I have. So you've earned it. Goodbye, everybody. No. <laughs> you've earned the intro. It's, it started early. It's Rob Henry and it's Mark Houston and it's uh, it's whiskey at work. You know, I thought it's about thought, bloody time today. <laughs> I thought we should start our whiskey at work actually telling people the whiskey that we're drinking while we're on the clock and we're doing this podcast. This is the burning chair from Savage and Cook. Man. You haven't had this yet. I have not. I have my very first sip. I know just by pouring it into the glass, it was it was pretty dark. And I thought, oh boy, this is gonna be a ride for a second. And so I'm just gonna put some water in it right away. And yeah, you screwed up, though. You should have tried it first. No, I, I, I don't ever. Okay, speaking speaking of that, God, where did? Okay, so this, this is where we're going to tell this is a little, everybody how to drink their booze. Again. No, this is a little sidetracked because every once in a while, we were talking about this yesterday. I get notifications from our YouTube page when people oh, leave a comment, God, right? Yeah. And, and I so, know where this is going. <laughs> so there's there's for some odd reason there's two of our videos. That always seem to get comments, and this is a couple of years after we've done these. One of them is the video of the Bowman Brothers whiskey that we did. All right, that, the Virginia whiskey. Yes, yeah. and we both said we didn't particularly care for it, and oh, boy, this, we made some people uh, mad. Is this the Virginia guy that was mad? And yes, you all, all you Yankees can stay up. Yeah, and, just yeah. then don't buy it, whatever. And then another post was on there because I must have said, you know, I I will always drink it with water or ice or whatever. And he's like, well, I can't believe you wouldn't even try it neat. How stupid. <laughs> Like, easy, yeah, man. Yeah, this is coming from the guy sitting in his mom's basement. Well, it still. has to. And then, of course, the other video is the... Uh, which... which oh, go mean, ahead. The Bowman Brothers has got some good stuff. Sure they do. And, you know, we it's, were probably fairly... That was pr- pretty early in Yeah, our, it was about a year or two in, right? But, you know, we were still in the other building. We didn't know what the hell we were talking about. But you're not going to like everything. So right. why do you get so offended? When somebody doesn't we're like not what you telling like. Jeff in his mom's basement that he he can't like it. No, but we still would like the web address, Jeff. Um. Anyway, the other one is no, that, no that's Zwack. that's the whiskey at work guy yeah. in Texas. That's, that's right. Jeff. This is Jeff in Virginia. Oh, Jeff was, in Virginia. Okay, got that's it. That's in his mom's basement. All, all of you that we don't not like in the whiskey that he likes. <laughs> Suddenly your name Jeff again. I know. <laughs> sure. I, I, after I said it, I thought maybe I need. Maybe stop calling it oh, Jeff. Okay. Maybe I need another name. What's a what's a male Karen? Kevin. Kevin. Go with Kevin. Um, the other video that we get lots of comments on is the Zwack Unicum. Oh my god! Video that we did with the Hungarian. It, the it's one of, and I got blew up in comments on this. People keep saying it's not the national drink of Hungary. That's one of the national drinks of Hungary. It says right on their website. Okay, I'm sorry that I said it is the national drink of Hungary. No, it isn't. Um, but yeah, I got another comment again just the other day. 
about a guy. He, I mean, he was kind of decent about it, though. He's like, you know, it's not for everybody. It's an acquired taste. I understand. I get it. And they're all from overseas. They all must be from Hungary <laughs> that are leaving these comments. That's the one guy that's watching all these things. Is um, our one fan is from Hungary? We have almost fifteen hundred <laughs> views of that video. And the one guy, and Kevin, <laughs> his, his Kevin is, in Virginia, <laughs> and Kevin in Hungary. Oh, yeah. Um, but yeah, those are the two, those are the two we get the most comments on, which is so weird. Didn't, to the, me. didn't the new riff barrel selection that went over pretty well, didn't it? The one that was easily our most viewed video, which was cool. Um, that's got thousands and thousands of views. And you know why? It's uh, <laughs> because I picked the right one. Sorry, I even brought I that up. I guess that's why I brought it up. You did. I knew you were going to gloss over that I one. I know. I wanted to give me a little You're credit. Still riding those yeah, coattails, are you? Is any of that still around? Does Dan still selling some of that, or is it all gone? I think I have a bottle at home. The bottle of New Riff I have here wasn't it. It has to be gone. I mean, that was one of the- I'm sure it's gone from the store. Right. I mean, that was one of the first butt barrels we picked, I think. Uh, Okay. Let's get into it today, because you, the other day- This is a lot better than I remember, I think. This is dangerously good, honestly. This is- this. It is sourced, so if you're- I mean, it's- I think it's an MGP deal, but it's- the Savage and Cook people, I believe, are the... Are they blending it? Are the, Well, it's bourbon. Yeah. Um, it's, they're the same people that make the Prisoner wine that's, you know, $50 a bottle. Again, I don't drink wine at all. Is that good? It is good. Okay. It's got a cool label. It's it's a California... Well, I like this bottle, too. Thing. It's it's a, a solid black, yeah, so op- you can't see what's inside of it. It's opaque. Opaque. And the label, the, the label doesn't even have the name on it. Except on the back. Oh, it doesn't, doesn't. Uh-uh. Look at there. Well, maybe. Is it way down in the corner? Uh, bottom maybe. What's bottom that left. You have your glasses corner. on? Because I'm not nope. putting mine on for this show. The burning chair, right. 44%. <laughs> yeah, it's delicious. This is really, really good. Uh, okay, so a while back, you, well, not a while back, last week. Uh, it's you know, been it's, 10 days now. 10, 30, 11 at night, I, I'll get these emails from Rob every once in a while. <laughs> this uh, is bullshit. This is bullshit. <laughs> so we're going to talk about what is bullshit to Rob Henry. Are going to do that first or is that last? No, that'll be last. Oh, we can make right. that a feature every week. <laughs> Rob Henry's This Is Bullshit. Let me tell you a little. <laughs> first, let's do a couple of news stories that uh, I thought were kind of interesting in the world of whiskey and bourbon. And one is the uh, Supreme Court set to hear arguments in the case over a dog toy. This one's burning for a while. Yeah, modeled after a Jack Daniels bottle. The whiskey maker claims the toy harms its brand by making customers associate its design with dog poop. <laughs> Lawyer court, uh, Lower courts have differed on whether the toy harms Jack Daniels' brand or its protected expression. Now, you you literally are a brand officer. You yeah, do no, these kind of things, different right? Than brand manager, I think. But. Sure, but I mean, you create brands for people. So, well, yeah, I mean, as much experience as we've had in the trademark business with different things, it's, I mean, it's a slippery slope when you know. There's plenty of people out there that have taken the Jack Daniels black lo- label and made their own T-shirt out of it, which I imagine it's a trademark infringement. It's a, it's an issue. Um, now, and you, you know, you take a as something as iconic as the Jack Daniels bottle and you turn it into a dog toy without their permission, it's probably going to be an issue. But on the other side of it, as you say, it's a, such an iconic uh, uh, graphic, right? It's it's so, the bottle yeah. and the lettering and the black and white, it, everybody that is just half paying attention knows that that's Jack Daniels. Yes. Doesn't it... 
just push your brand out more? Because everybody that sees this dog toy is like, oh, the dog's chewing on a Jack Daniels bottle. That's what they're going to say. They're not going to say right, whatever but, it is. But, 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 they're, but they're producing these things without the blessing of Jack Daniels. You're taking a, an, a, a mark that is an icon, and and if you don't protect it, you lose it. So. If, okay, if, if there's, I, I can't, I there's can't, the rub then. Right. I can't take anything from Jack Daniels and just go print it on stuff. I can't make a Jack Daniels poster without being one of their vendors. Or, well, or you have, but that's blessing. beside the point. <laughs> I have not. I thought you had something down there with your Steelers stuff. Did I miss that? Did you or did you did you purchase your Jack Daniel stuff that you? No, there? I well I don't know if I I purchased it, but I got it. I've got a sign that's from that's their sign. That's okay. not anything that I produced. What people don't know but is the difference in, there is at least a little is that I'm not selling it. Right, right. You know I'm not making a profit from it, which is in turn not causing them to lose revenue. That's true. What people don't understand is in our basement we have a giant printer <laughs> that can print banners and can print lots of cool yeah, things oh, down in, yeah we have we could we can do we could do this if we wanted to for our own yeah, personal we, yes whatever right but yeah well, i don't think i have anything printed that i did down there that's jack daniels really i'm surprised well, you haven't i don't think so i mean if i took a picture of a jack daniels bottle and printed it that would yeah. be as long as i wasn't selling it right. if i wanted to make a cool ass poster or a picture that I've made or I took at the distillery and made a print of it. That's different. I'm surprised you haven't printed out something like that. I've got a cool picture of them burning the, burning the um, maple charcoal from when I was there four right. years ago. That's you cool. printed that up? You made a big poster out of it? I didn't. Well, why? You have a giant know. printer well, I downstairs. Any, I don't have any place to put it now. Jeez. We're not utilizing that thing enough. Yeah. I'm going to have you print some things, pal. I know. i got to print some stuff for you now. <laughs> uh, in other news, Luxco has released its first American single malt whiskey under the Yellowstone label, which American single malt now is becoming a deal here in the United States, for sure. It's gaining steam, yes. Uh, Yellowstone American single malt whiskey matured for four years in new charred oak barrels, bottled at 54 ABV and is a full-bodied whiskey with notes of caramel, dates, and gentle spice. Akin to bourbon, they said, which I thought was an interesting way to put that. You're making something that's uniquely, well, a single malt, right? Why, why would you want it to, to taste like a bourbon? In that sense, I wonder a little bit if that isn't going to be just because it's in a new charred oak barrel. It would have to be because you're going to get all of that, all of the flavor and all of the color from that, right? Right. Yeah, as opposed to like, over half the flavor, all of the color. Yeah, yep. as opposed to a scotch, you know, using a second, right, second use barrel or more. And the only reason I bring this up is because uh, Dan out at Timmins Market had done a barrel pick of the Yellowstone. Yes, which is the first time I'd ever tried it, and it yes. ended up being a wonderful it's pick. Yummy. So it's interesting that they're they're dipping their toes into the well. I suppose everybody is. I mean, even Jack Daniels has done it. You yeah. Know? So everybody's well, I think doing we, this. Didn't we? We drank dang near that whole bottle of of Timmins Yellowstone out yeah. at the Addy Awards that yep. night. I think we almost Be- did. Between, uh, between <laughs> it wasn't just us two. No, but the guy the guy serving looks at us now. Do you know this is fifteen dollars a Quit. pour? Don't worry about it, pal. Put your uproar at home. That's right. Just there were several of us that were. Just, just keep pouring. It's the company card. Don't worry about it. Uh, okay, this is still in the news, and there's more of it coming out now. 
and it is it has become a big story. This is a fight. This is, and I don't it in any other in any given. I don't know. I don't know if I I ever would have cared about this at all had it not kind of directly affected us to a small degree. Yeah, right? the, the, I don't. It's hard for me to pick sides in this deal. I, you know, obviously being in where we're at and as even in our limited capacity, we have no people on both sides of the argument. Right. So, um, well, the thing that affected us most was the was the was the whiskey fest event, and you know, it's unfortunate that that straddled. You know, this fight is straddling that event. But, yeah. And, you know, it's over now. We can we can. Polk and Prado. Well, we hope everybody, yeah. I, I, well, I mean, obviously we hope this gets sorted out, but if you don't know what we're talking about, uh, liquor wholesale giant Republic National Distributing uh, has recently just shot back at Buffalo Trace owner Sazerac, arguing in a countersuit that Sazerac's distribution problems are the result of its own ill-conceived plan to boost profits by circumventing the three-tier system governing the U.S. alcohol industry. And if you're not familiar with that three-tier system, the distiller makes the whiskey, it has to go to a distributor, then the distributor can take it to the retailer, right? I think there are some that have the two-tier if, if the state's actually involved. Oh, right? it can it be. Goes from, okay. It goes from distiller to the state to the retailer. Uh, Republic's court filing. still a three-tier system. It it's still would be. It's not going to a distributor. Yeah. Uh, Republic's court filing deepens the acrimonious and unusually public feud, which is unusual, between two of the largest privately owned players in the spirits industry. Uh, what's interesting is Sazerac and Republic, they have been business partners for decades for, I mean, this is, this is like just, it, it, it's comparable to a a bad divorce is what this is really. Um, uh, Republic has served as Sazerac's distributor of choice across the country until it all fell apart. Was it it, like 30 years? It was a long time. Yeah. Almost. I think somewhere in that range. Um, it started in January when Sazerac announced it was cutting ties with Republic in about 30 states. And then sued Republic in federal court, saying the distributor's performance had deteriorated and that Republic owed Sazerac $38 million. So now on Friday, Republic was like, all right, enough is enough. So they've rejected Sazerac's claim and asserted that it is, in fact, Sazerac, which owes tens of millions of dollars to them. So this is ugly. What is the overall? I'd like to know the overall amount of booze that gets sold from the distiller to the distributor because it certainly seems not that 40 million dollars is anything to sneeze at but it it seems seems like like it might be a little sneeze at yeah well i mean you're looking at again especially nationwide and how they worded in the article they don't they don't just call it sazerac they call it buffalo trace owner sazerac so well, it is the Buffalo biggest trace is more, I mean, might be more familiar to the layman. Than but when you're talking about money and well, and fireball, for God's sake, well, Sazerac is also fireball. Yes. That's their biggest item on the book, I think, isn't it? Yes. So this does seem like it, all of the money seems like a pittance to Sazerac. It seems like it would be right. Because Republic, well, Republic's number two behind uh, Southern Glazer. Southern Glazer is the biggest distributor. And then Republic comes in at number two. So there's, I mean, the money's, yeah. Oh, it's it's more than I've got. <laughs> Is it, Ralph? Well, I don't know. I've you seen know, your I got, flashy well, socks. I know you've I got. I haven't checked the couch lately. <laughs> um, going back to that three-tiered system, this all came up after Prohibition. And it, it was put in place to forbid suppliers like Sazerac from having say over the prices 
that retailers pay for their products. And this confused me. I'm easily confused on lots of different <laughs> things. Totally. Welcome to my world. But I I don't understand, and I should have looked this up before we started, but I don't understand this three-tier system. I don't know why it's necessary. I don't know why Sazerac can't go to the retailer and say, here's my product, buy it for me, and then you sell it for what you think you need to sell it for. Why is there a distributor? Is it just because Sazerac is in whatever state, right? Or whatever distillers in whatever state. And that's that's where they base everything out of. So they need somebody to load all this up to take it somewhere. Well, they I, necessarily can't do that. Is that what a distributor's for? Well, I, I mean, there's I, I, there's a lot of reasons. I think there's the three system, three tier system right. was developed. But can you imagine the one distiller in Kentucky going to every retailer? It's just it's unfathomable. That, that probably answers the question. That probably was a very stupid question on my part. You know, now that I think about it, the <laughs> but I'm the, a, the whatever. I'm making this up. 200 employees at Buffalo Trace Distillery right now going, hey, uh, common sense, how much fireball do you want? Right. Okay. Door to door to door. Yeah, you can't do that. Sazerac claimed in January that it had to spend $100 million to create its own marketing force because Republic was not living up to its obligations to sell the Sazerac products. So... Republic fired back. It was Sazerac who insisted on a short-sighted approach that fundamentally challenges the division of roles in the three-tier system. Um, that was essentially the answer that I got in my conversation with RNDC here. Okay. Uh, well, in their telling, they said since 2021, Sazerac has pursued a plan to take over many of the sales and marketing functions traditionally handled by distributors while relegating Republic and its competitors to a diminished role as, quote, four wheels in a truck. Isn't that the same thing? Four wheels in a truck? Don't the trucks I suppose I suppose it would be, yeah. Or that's, they mean like a handcart truck. Maybe. Maybe that's what they, what they mean. Uh, in other words, low-paid transporters of the products. But if that's their argument, then, shouldn't Sazerac's position be that their product sells itself yeah yeah kind of i mean why need we our products so good we don't need a marketing team even though they claim to have created one up, yeah you know if all you need is it seems to me like they're trying to circumvent the system right you know it's like here are the rules but you get to follow them up to the point where you don't like them and now Right. I mean, it's, it's, like, it's like, here are the rules, but we make fireball and buffalo trays. We don't need we to. Don't need a, we don't need a middleman to sell our product. But in the same way, Jack Daniels could say that same thing. Certainly. I, I would think a lot of the big So there has to be a, say that. a really legitimate reason for a distributor. Because if Jack Daniels is like, no, we, we need a distributor, although we're big enough. Why would we? Well, I mean, it's it's federally mandated. It's That's, not a, it's not right. a it's not a we don't need you. It's the, you have to use it. I mean, it's, but yeah, you know, it's, if, it's if, ugly. If yeah. It's not going to, I mean, hopefully they, these two get it figured out and you know, it's the, this change of, it's not unheard of. No, of course it isn't. The change in distribution. I mean, it'll happen. Right. I mean, it did recently, uh, where Republic picked up all of Brown Foreman from Johnson and now 
Sazerac has gone from Republic to Johnson. Yes. Right? So it, it to me, it's like, well, that's a wash. You, you, well, both, the, kinda, you both kind of won, right? Yeah, you that both kind of lost. That was like a decade ago, maybe, wasn't it? When they switched. And it's, maybe. It, it wasn't. It wasn't this public bloody mess, right? Either, I mean, and granted, I wasn't knee deep in paying attention either. So, but I think it's it happened since since uh, our relationship with Jack Daniels at the Loud America. Yeah, what's well, capitalism, right? I mean, that, this is what it well, all comes down to, isn't who, it? In who, a way, who everybody's looking for the better deal, right. right? Exactly. I mean, business is business. I don't think any of this was personal i mean i maybe who i knows? don't know any of the players <laughs> yeah, right <laughs> you know i don't think i don't think pappy's sitting up there going well screw those guys <laughs> we can make another nickel if we send it over here you know how about pappy you just make more of your well, stuff okay maybe you can just do that in buffalo tree although they have to in their defense they have upped their production considerably um hopefully that stops the you could cut back on the, the fireball, or maybe we could just we could just educate you on some why on somebody why fireball is not that's not what you need to buy when well, you go to you the know, store. I think the folks <laughs> buying the fireball are probably buying the fireball for a different reason. Than, I know, I get it. I totally than, understand. Than somebody you know like Bruner sitting by the fire on a cold winter's <laughs> eve, chewing on one Something one ounce pour for two hours, right? Trying to. Figure out it's 120 proof, and figure out what that last herbal flavor was. And is hey, hey, uh, hey, Dan, is it good? Okay, then that's all we care about. I think you need to ask that of Ryan. Right? There's a, yes, there. Yeah, exactly. Dan's like, I have cloves and caramel, and Ryan's like, yep, great, it's pretty good. Uh, okay, well, that's about all the big news that came out of the whiskey world here. Over the past week, but yeah, I want to follow this Republican Sazerac thing, and because it is, it is pretty interesting. And see, you know, when when the feds then step in too and be like, "Well, hold up, we have this three tier system. You can't just go around it, right?" But maybe there's well, clever ways to yeah, do it. I, don't I mean, know. they're not they're not technically going around it yet. You know, yet the you know they're trying. you know I don't know if Sazerac on their own could start their own distributorship. If that would circumvent the rules, I mean, certainly it would. It, it would uh, be akin to cheating. Yeah. But you know, I don't. I don't know how how much removal you have to have from being a distiller to actually forming a distributorship. That's yeah, that's true. But then you know, talk about outlay costs. I mean, you have a warehouse in. You know, in South Dakota alone, you'd have to have a couple. Well, in almost all of these states, yeah, you'd have to. Have you know, all can of you imagine states. how many warehouses, liquor warehouses, there are in the yep. greater Chicago area? I mean, I bet there's more than the two we have here. That's probably true. All right, all well, right. let's um, let's talk about what email made you mind. Whoever man, sends Rob. us a couple bottles of Pappy will get our support in this deal. <laughs> Right, right. We, or, or not necessarily Pappy. No. I suppose it's from the RNDC side. Sure. You know, we can be bought. Oh, we're so, we're so gangster that I, way. I, I bet okay. they're not sending us Pappy, though. They no. might send us a bottle of Sinatra or... Well, I'm not going to complain about no, that I'm either. either. Um, might be preferential to me at this point. Let's talk about 
uh, your overrated favorites, Rob. Shall we? Oh my God! This, <laughs> this is the email that I. Or this the, is the one that got this, this is the whole article. I subject. can't be sitting in my bed at night scrolling through my news feed. <laughs> I. It's just. It's just irritating. I mean, everybody's got a goddamn list, right? But, and there, and it's all an opinion, obviously. And it's weird. Most of these, most of these bartenders, uh, or I'm sorry beverage professionals uh <laughs> most of them this was all like east coast stuff too and i wonder how much that plays into this because the pretentious assholedness of it maybe all? because i we're not running this on the radio yet are we no i'm gonna, no, have, no, no, gonna need a beeper i'm not on no this, this, this is still all podcast at this point you know but we have talked to um we have we have good friends at, at you know at uh, a whiskey bar here in town uh, one that would consider himself to be a, I don't know if they like the word mixologist. I don't know if he would consider himself a beverage professional, but I certainly would consider him that for sure. Um, we should ask how to properly, you know, you're no what's longer, your title? You're, you're no longer a secretary, you're an administrative <laughs> assistant. Right, exactly. So I don't, I don't know what Mark wants to be called. But I don't think, I don't think he would Surely. call no. any of these overrated. And he's a dude that knows his whiskey and his bourbon. And his scotch and his tequila. I mean, right. Uh, but this was an article that we found that said the most overrated bourbons, according to beverage professionals. And oh God, I, I, yeah, I don't, I don't understand if it's just snobbery, or if you just want to say this for well, the sake of being. What are they paying for these bottles? Maybe that's that, it. That's yeah. a huge indicator. I'm sorry if you throw a bottle of Weller in front of me, I'm going to be like, well, no, that's overrated. Right, yeah. Like, no. When would you ever say, and that's if on the list. If you paid $1,000 for it. Sure. First of all, you're an idiot. <laughs> and second right. of all, that doesn't change how good the whiskey itself is. Exactly. At least exactly. to me. I mean, Jeff in Virginia probably doesn't like it if he's sucking on <laughs> Bowman Brothers all day long. But Yeah, branch out, Jeff. There's good whiskey out there. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what I mean? I mean, I wouldn't buy that for a secondary market price, but I'm right. not going to buy. I'm not going to buy very much at second market prices. Yeah, it would have to be pretty you know? special. Um, okay, well, let's just go. Here's here's the list that they had. First on the list was Bullet. Um, Bullet is one that I personally don't care for. Right. I'm not. I don't have a bottle of that. No, I I don't. It's a mixer at best. For yeah, me. I've tried it. Um, I, and I just, it just had one of those, a lot like Bowman Brothers. It just, I didn't particularly <laughs> care for I how it tasted. I want to try Bowman yeah, Brothers again. We I mean, probably should. We've got a bottle of Isaac. We have an Isaac Bowman? Somewhere. We have one under, in your desk in there. So, Bullet, you know, but, but overrated? Well, I, yeah, I don't, what is it, 15 bucks? Yeah, it's not, it's, it's not an nothing. expensive whiskey by, by any means. Is it overrated because? Because it should be twelve, I, I, I don't well, get it. Well, at that point, yeah, exactly. I mean, it's and it's. I think. I mean, I'm not drinking it neat, but I might mix it in a cocktail. Sure. I think it was the first bottle I bought to start making old fashions with. Well, if I was gifted it, it would be a cocktail whiskey for yeah. me. Yeah, one hundred percent. Maker's Mark then was number two on this list. Is overrated. Again, that's another one to me. It's not an expensive whiskey no, by any sense. What, 25, 30 bucks maybe? Somewhere in there. The Maker's Mark, um, what's the what's the, the, the one? The French oak is good. The French oak is delicious. The Maker's itself is It's I mean, solid. It, yeah. There's there's no there I don't know how you can get hatred for it or or say that it's cuz to me the word overrated means that it thinks it's more than what it is, right? 
it thinks that it's 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 or, or, or I'm not describing this as well as I want to for overrated but uh well I I I think you're I mean that's the that's the thing with the Weller you know what's Weller 40 bucks if if you if can find if you it. can find it sure and it, that's not Weller's fault mm-hmm you know, and makers is is readily available everywhere. I mean, and it and it's like I think you said it. it it's solid. It's it's one that if you you would you, you know if you were like ah oh, this I'm gonna go spend some money and oh look there's a bottle of makers and it's maybe on sale for seven dollars off. I'd buy it. I absolutely would buy it to drink. I it's it, it's also one of those things that you are fairly assured that if you go into a bar whether it's it's going to be at there. the top of the building yeah. or the little hole in the wall at the end of the at the end of the street it's going to be there right you know i i don't understand why that made anybody's list i guess jim beam is on the list is overrated i don't think anybody <laughs> <laughs> i don't know how you consider jim beam overrated if anything with my recent experience with beam products Beam, I may have not given Beam a fair shake, and I'm willing to try it again. But if anything, I'm going to guess that it's underrated. Yes. I mean, yes, it's, absolutely. It's it's cheaper than Jack, and it's versatile. I mean, whether you want to drink it straight or neat or on ice or... Well, and they have Basil or, Hayden on this list, which, which is, is a, the same thing. It's a Beam I mean, product. It's the same, same distiller. Sure. Right. I don't... Now, I, I've, I've fallen in and out with Basil... But boy, their toast is pretty good. Is it, it is, you know, and it's what fifty bucks, yeah, sixty bucks in there. Um, but overrated? No, I yeah. I agree with you. Beam is an underrated bourbon for sure. And one of the one of the, in my opinion, the best Beam products you can drink is a Booker's. That is fantastically well done. It's expensive as hell. I think the only Booker's pour I ever had was thirty five bucks for an ounce. But yeah, it was amazingly I, good. You know, I bought a bottle of Booker's kind of back in the beginning of my little trek before we even did this, and it wasn't. It it for for the people that I've heard that really really liked it, it didn't do that same thing for me. But again, that was long time ago. That was yeah. you know not quite ten years ago. But it 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 didn't do for me what other people you know claimed. I mean, they not that. This right. wasn't hallucinogenic or anything. <laughs> but they really, a lot of people really, really liked it, and I didn't find it all that appealing. But again, I, I mean, it was, you know, again, 10 years ago, yeah. it was 60, 70 bucks, and it was, it was all, it was all right. It just wasn't my jam. Uh, we've been talking about Weller, and that's made the list too. And, and uh, that to me, I just, I don't understand. I, I think they probably put an overrated on here because it is hard to find, and it is secondary market a lot of time if you can't find it. And so then people would consider that, and you know, because it's a weeded bourbon too, which isn't in everybody's wheelhouse if they haven't had a weeded bourbon. But Weller has perfected it, I think. I just think they're the best at making a, a good weeded. I don't have a problem with any of the Weller stuff that I've had, and, right? You know, and you heard Mark rant and rave about the CYPB, and and that was that was they kind of dove down in the list and said that that was one of the most overrated Wellers was the CYPB again. But, you know, what what was it, 100, 100, 120 bucks? Well, I think it. I think the retail on it, no. Uh, the MSRP is much lower than that. Was it? Yes. 
according if I remember Dan telling me correctly. It was much lower than that. On the uh, on the CYPB? Yes. All right. Yep. But very again, it's 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 a unicorn for a lot of people to find that one because it's sure. very hard to find. I mean, um, overrated maybe just based on how hard it is to get. Sure. You know, are there's pe- an are, argument to be made there. You know, I'm not going on a 2000 mile trek to get a bottle of it. Right. To end up with, you know, disappointed with it, you know, but there are people that will. I I tried it. I liked it. I'm not going to the ends of the earth for it. I think the only one on this list that I slightly agree with, and we've had the conversation quite yeah. a bit, is the Pappy Van Winkle, for sure. Um, I did get to have, well, we both did, the crown jewel of Pappy's uh, from that. Uh, oh, oh, yeah. I, I feel so bad, but I can't remember Ed? his name. Is it Ed? Something like that. <laughs> uh, he lives no, above gonna, the Windsor. No, I'm feel like a dick I know, and I, I feel so bad uh, for not remembering. Because I just reintroduced myself. Yes, again the other I did day too. When we, I, well, when we were doing the, uh, oh, when we were there for whatever event that yeah. was. Um, but yes, he brought that down, and it was it was delicious. It was very good, solid whiskey. But I I I do think I'm. This is going to be really. Yeah, I know you're going to controversial anyway. right here. This burning chair that I'm drinking right now is better than that pappy that I had. You might start a fight. With I that. might. I and I certain, but you know, I will also. I have a bottle of uh, proper twelve uh, Irish apple in my office. Yeah, so, that I really so like he can't, too. folks. He can't be trusted. Um, but I do. I, I. I think it's. I. I think it's. It is what it it's, is. But it's. It's. A little of that one is the hunt and the fight and the search and the price that goes along with it, especially if you're unlucky enough to be able to find it at retail. Because even, you know, what is it? That one's only 100 or 120 right. or something. Like, I mean, it's it's not that expensive. The one on the list that got, there's two of them on the list. Jack Daniels was <laughs> well, on that one. I was going to make that the last one, okay, because I know. Which, to that- me. You're a fan, and I wanted to give you a minute to, to okay to to kind of go off on that a little because Jack was that was the last one on the list. Well, to me that one's overrated. like Beam, though, right? It's 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 versatile. You can make a cocktail with it. You can drink it straight. You can drink it on the rocks. You can drink it with water. You can drink it, you know, with Coke, which I don't recommend. But that's your bottle. <laughs> Do what you want to with it. But like on a summer day, I'll mix it with lemonade. I'll mix it with ginger ale. I and I don't feel bad about it because I can get a big bottle of it for 40 bucks. That's that's the thing. That's why I don't know how you can consider a product like Jack Daniels to be overrated. It is it's cheap. I won't say cheap. I'll use the word inexpensive. inexpensive. It's inexpensive. It's like you said it's very versatile and you know it is going to be exactly the same. Every time you have it. Well, and they're expanding their brand. Yeah. They're coming out with the Twice Barreled and the Koi Hill and the 10-year and the 12-year. And they've got, you know, the the Tasters. And right. The tra- and the Sinatra, and, of course. And the Sinatra. And, and the Single Barrels, which vary, you know, greatly with, depending on what barrel you pick. I mean, it's that one, that one struck me more than any. The one that... St- the one that I agree with a little on that list is the Blantons. Okay. The Blantons. Oh, yeah. God, how did I? Yeah, I missed that one. You're right. The you Blantons know, is another one they and said. Again, that's, that's to me, that's mainly based on how much it's sought after by 
by I don't the amateurs is the wrong word because that makes me sound like I know what I'm talking about. No, but I, but, but we know what you, you mean. You know, it's it's good. It's got a cool story. It's got a cool gimmick. Well, that's and it's that's just it. almost impossible to find. Right. And they've it, done an excellent job with the gimmick of Blanton's. That's uh, to me. It is because I didn't realize when we were standing at Whiskey Fest, which oh yes, uh, because there are there are two ends in Blanton's. So when people right. are looking for all of the letters on, because for those of you that may not know about this about Blanton's, they each have a topper with a racehorse on it in a different pose, in a different, a different pose, letter on it with a different letter of the word Blanton's, right? So how do you know which N you've got, right? Well, one of them's got a semicolon, apparently, not just an apostrophe. Right, yeah, which was weird. <laughs> they, couldn't, they couldn't pull off the apostrophe. So they've made it to where you can't just be like, oh, I got two ends, there's right. the blend. No, you have you to have find the one ends. with the, yes, two different ends. If anybody out there's got a B. That's what you need? I Is need that a, it? I need a B, yeah. <laughs> Seems like that'd be I'd the rather end. drink it and buy the bottle right, and of drink course. it and share it with somebody, but I need a B. Yeah, so to me, that's... That I, I agree with you in a sense. They have just done a wonderful job with making it a hunt to find. And in some instances, that can be kind of fun for a lot of people, I think. But that's that's the goofy part of this list. There's a handful of them on here that are the allocated stuff that you can't find. Mm-hmm. But if you can find it at the price that you can buy it for at retail, they certainly aren't overrated. No, And exactly. then there's a handful of them on here. That apparently people aren't happy with because it's readily available <laughs> and you can do anything with it. I, uh, the whole list is a is written by some nutball. It, it, like, it, it is. Who I, are you interviewing for these things? Well, I, I think it goes back to just snobby beverage professionals that just want to be edgy for the sake of being edgy. and Just, yeah, we're going to... St- Stir up controversy right. by telling everybody that Jim Beam is over it, like, and that gets you clicks up. to the website, and then that's now, where your money is made. And there I you go. Worked right? on me, I guess. I, <laughs> it did. It got you pretty got fired me, up, like pissed <laughs> off at ten thirty before bed. So the other, if they're gonna do this, I would love them to go. Okay, this one's overrated. This one's awesome. You know, right? Let's give us a litmus test of what these people are is good and what's bad. Yeah, you know com- I mean? compare something you don't consider overrated to the product you consider to be And overrated. the other thing on here is it almost every one of them said, well, I'm not saying it's a bad whiskey. Right. That's another, almost, like, okay. yeah, like six to ten of those were like, this is, it's really good, but. You know, to me, an overrated one is, is, is a bottle, is a bottle that you pay 150 bucks for and tastes like cat piss. Yeah. You know, like, there you well, go. hold on a second. I, that's overrated. People are raving about this. No right. thanks. I'll go back to Jack. I mean, because it all comes down to the taste of it, obviously. You know, you and... know. with all due respect to the people at Brown Foreman, that Woodford Reserve chocolate malted rye, ba-boom, <laughs> overrated. It was so It, it was, was so it not wasn't good for any good. price, let alone 160 bucks. <laughs> yeah. And I can't imagine what that would sell for if people on the secondary. Like, oh my God! Yes, I shouldn't have put that in my old-fashioned barrel. You know, we were young and stupid back then, though, Rob. When when that happened, that was our first allocated event, and that's why I think Jeff and Virginia should give us another shot at Bowman Brothers. 
Look, Jeff, in Virginia, that is your real name, we will <laughs> give Bowman Brothers have, another shot, okay? I've never looked at one comment on any of ours. I know. You, except you, you should. Except your mother-in-law, like, oh, yeah. Yeah, those are. He's so awesome. Uh, she loves me. That's when she's talking about me. <laughs> no, no, no. She she, <laughs> she is not. I, I didn't know if, I, I don't know if I should have broke that to you on the podcast, but oh. she is not oh. talking about you. So I could use one of those today, Joni. So if you're listening, yeah, she will. She'll give you. She'll give you the big. Just a little air. She'll give or... you the emoji with the hard eyes. Oh, that's what. That's yeah. what she likes to. That's what she likes to roll out. So that's what you're gonna get. I'm not sure I'm comfortable with that. If uh, Russ is listening, it's too. okay. Um. Anyway, burning chair. Boy, this is good. I I I like it. Boy, I, this is good. Oh, that was a good I, way to wrap up the I, day. I do think it's a little more expensive. I think it's like sixty bucks. I'd I'd spend. That's my you anymore. don't spend anything. Yes, I do. Sort of anymore. That's my price. That's I couldn't even get you to buy a bottle of Rare Breed the other day. That was so sad. Why? Because we were buying something. I was buying something else. I was buying Irish Proper Twelve. Irish you didn't Apple. Buy anything? I didn't. The company bought all that. But the Rare Breed they was sixty, wasn't it? How much was that rare breed? I don't remember. I wasn't ready to spend, because I got all of those other bottles from the thing, and uh, <laughs> I got to finish those first. <laughs> I, I got to just, I got to calm down. All right. God, I get so excited when I go into liquor stores. It's I like, know. Look at everything That's you can buy. Can't. Exactly. You so. saw what happened to me. I bought two bottles. Yes, I made I home slice buy two bottles. <laughs> Thank you, home slice. Anyway, uh, there you go, Rob. I hope tonight, after the day you've had, you go home and you find nothing but whiskey articles that make you happy. Okay? And just don't text me <laughs> so late. All right? Well, you get, you know, I, I send these things to you, and you're like, oh, yeah, I saw that article. And then... then one day it was like, well, what should we talk about? I'm like, well, I thought you saw all the articles well, that I and saw. That, but I'm getting better at that. See? See what I did? That's what I mean when I send these things to you. It's not just For content. It, That's what you're doing. It's not just to get your phone to buzz while you're so, taking a nap so on the, Tuesday. So you're finally invested in this podcast after four years. Well, I am again now. Very Because good. I got <laughs> reprimanded for selling, sending you stuff, and then so I quit. And okay. now, now I'm doing it again since we've... Or, you know, changing again. Well, I am glad you are not overrated, Rob. I am All overrated. Right. Anybody, ask anybody, they'll tell you. You're a little underrated. I'm like, they'll oh. tell you. I'll give you that. You're a little underrated. You get heart emoji with <laughs> smiley face, <laughs> heart eyes, or whatever. I don't do emojis. All right, everybody. Thanks so much for listening to this edition of Whiskey at Work. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for listening to this episode of Whiskey at Work. I am the producer and host, Mark Houston, along with Rob Henry. Our shows are engineered by Chris Jaquis, and the video and audio editing is done by our own Russ Haddon. If you like what you hear, we would love a five-star review wherever you rate your podcast and leave us a comment as well. It's Whiskey at Work on the Home Slice Audio Network. <laughs> <laughs>